This is Beyond the Norm, Season 3, Episode 1, and you are very welcome. Beyond the Norm, yep, new title. I know many of you have been so loyal to Soul Journeys with Norma, but it was time for a change. It was time to have renewed hope and energy and vitality for a new creative I suppose project of mine and for me to really get that new energy that I have in my own life I really needed to give it a new name so I've been thinking I've been in my thinking box in my play box um, and I've been playing around with names for the last few months asking friends um, and then when I finally got to kind of three names I shared it with um, some of my closest friends to get their feedback and delighted to say that I've settled on my new project and my passion which is uh, sharing stories not just of mine but also those in my network um, who inspire me, who've supported me, who are really defining what I mean by uh, living a life beyond the norm obviously play on my own name many of my friends uh, nickname me norm or norms um and hilariously my nickname at some point has been abnormal uh and i often say um the you know although my name contains a lot of what sounds like normal i'm probably not (laughs) on paper the most normal in other ways i'm very normal um so I always have had an appeal to abnormality um probably and when I say by that I don't mean odd but I have been described as quirky um but I never did anything by the book and my mother used to always say that about me um I started school when I was four um so I was a year younger than most people I was really small (laughs) I've made up for that (laughs) since um I also um we moved houses um, I've traveled a lot I did my leaving cert when I was 19 which again was a year if not two if not even three years older than some people um, well not quite three two years um so uh yeah I always I didn't do things by the book uh, at 44 now single haven't gone down the conventional route of marriage and ch- children uh, at 44 uh lead a life that i suppose that is not your typical um and i think more and more women in particular aren't going through you know conventional means um so i yeah i wanted to share that you know there is no script for life and you get to choose the life you want and you create your life and if you feel you're not creating your life i want this podcast to empower you to know that you can that at any point in your life, whether you're 16 or 66 or 76 or 96, you know, that you can create the life you want. And the guests I'm going to have on, I hope they will share, you know, their stories and that life wasn't always obvious. You know, um, it wasn't always by design or choice that they have lived a life beyond the norm. Um, sometimes people are born with challenges that... Um, has forced them into a situation that now they live their life beyond the norm um, and the guests that I hope to have on um, will share I suppose the, the highs and lows of that uh, and also why it's worth you know 
doing something a little bit different and there's so much reward for those that go through discomfort um, to grow so that's the whole idea behind uh, beyond the norm so uh, I look forward to jumping in uh, in this episode I'm just going to share a little update of what I've been up to how I am feeling um, I know many of you reach out and ask me so I want to be as open as honest as I can be on that um, so I'll share a little bit about that in a moment So quick update on how I am now. I feel absolutely fantastic. Um, I can truly say that after a very rocky road. So many of you that follow me on Instagram would know I had a hysterectomy in January after having surgery last uh, August. Um, my uh, surgeon discovered something a bit more serious. Um, so I had a choice. I didn't have to have the hysterectomy. Um, but it was suggested that I would and it was something that I kind of knew was inevitable with um, my history of endometriosis but also just the history family history as well um, so around the time I was recording my last episodes I was in that kind of choice phase and I had um, made I suppose uh, the, the choice that I would go ahead with the hysterectomy but it was always in the back of my mind that I didn't have to um, so I did seek out a lot of support and professional help just to make those decisions and just go into a place of acceptance, I'm sure is probably the best word to use. Um, and then obviously last winter, as we can all remember, the dreaded uh, pandemic was still very much roaring. So it was a challenging time, I would say, in my life. Um, even prior to the surgery, I definitely wasn't myself, I would say. Um, I was nervous um, about the decision. You know, it's not something you can reverse. And um and yeah, kind of knowing I was starting to feel well after the surgery in August by October, November, I was getting back to myself. So knowing you're putting yourself into a period of illness again was hard. And I didn't really have that long back at work before I had to, you know, finish up again. Um, so the surgery was um, in January and um, it was on the 11th of January. I've never had from since even stay until the 11th of January, I didn't meet anybody nobody um i had all my shopping delivered i would have said if you were the person i am now looking back on then i was full of fear you know i was full of fear of getting sick before the surgery it'll be cancelled and it was a really really scary time i'll say um more than any other time in the pandemic um nobody wants to have their surgery cancelled i'd made so many provisions at work and my life i i just wanted it to go ahead at that stage um so yeah that was really that waiting period was really really tough really lonely um a lonely christmas i got to spend christmas with my dad on the day and little ollie um my brother's dog was gifted to us for the day um so that really made my christmas day actually um but after that yeah um it was a challenging period and a good friend of mine's mother passed away over christmas as well so that was really hard not to be there for them um it was, yeah, it was definitely a Christmas that I'm glad I will never have again in my life um, if I have anything to do with it. Um, so, yeah, after coming out of, out of the surgery, it was, I'll just really sum it up with, it was really, really challenging. Um, nothing that I had wanted to go right would go right. It's not that the surgery went wrong, but some genuine mishaps um, that impacted my health for a long time after it. So I really spent January, February 
and march really in bed um uh and even the simplest task of blow drying my hair i would have to go back to bed again um a lot of sleep and i was knitting you all followed me knitting um listen to podcasts trying to keep my spirits high my friends were absolutely amazing friends and family um my brother and sister no and were a huge help to me and my best friends um, they stayed with me for the first week um living alone when you have surgery like that was yeah you feel really vulnerable and having to ask for help that was one of my big things just learning to have the grace to accept help and i was just so so grateful for all my friends and the love i received and i really as much as you know everyone said well you recovered yourself i really it was it was the power of the love and support that I got that really helped get me there. You know, I got some fabulous messages and cards of just support from across the world, you know, um, just my close gang, but also family members and uh, my Instagram followers. Every little message, LinkedIn messages, you know, days that were really hard. You just knew that you are not your illness and you're not your sickness and you're not what you're going through. But it was, uh, yeah, I had to really... And all the work I've ever done on myself, I really had to dig really deep because I was in one of the darker places I've been in in my life. But coming out the other side in kind of April time, um, I got to train um, with Wim Hof's daughters, Lara and Isabel Hoff. Um, I got a weekend in Amsterdam and put it like this, I was just about walking onto the plane. I was quite ill going. Um, I had no energy. I wasn't able to lift, lift my suitcases. My dear friends, Eva and Suzanne helped me through those few days. Um, but getting back in the ice, it was just so empowering. And I reminded myself my body is capable of a lot more than I was giving it credit for. So I was just so happy. Got back from that and went back swimming in the sea, even though, again, I was still still kind of had chronic fatigue so I was sleeping twice a day but if I got to the sea every day and those days they were really good days so it was little building up my strength bit by bit and then I went my best friend and I to have something to look forward to when I was sick we decided to go on an adventure to Devon in the UK I've never been I always am only in the UK for work so um my best friend lives in the UK so we decided to go on this road trip um her name is Neve. um hi Neve. and we call ourselves the NNN mediocre adventurers and we have traveled world over um but we're always very safe travelers put it like that um I wouldn't say we're risk adverse we are just more cautious <laughs> but again it was one of those trips where a few things went wrong I got a tattoo the Thursday night I went to John McNally that Thursday night for anybody's listening who listens to my therapist ghosted me um is a fan of John McNally and on the Friday I flew really early to Gatwick met Neve. we rented our car again nothing ran smooth the car rental company issues there we eventually made it to Devon like seven hours later and had a fabulous Saturday. The sun came out. Such a gorgeous part of the world. Um, and then on the Saturday night, I started having a cough and basically, long story short, I got COVID. So that was May, um, the first few weeks of May, absolutely back in bed again. But it was a great leveller. All I say, you know, this time when I got COVID, I laughed because it was like it was just so ridiculous. It was like, what else does the universe want to send me? Um, and I accepted that I had to rest. You know, I was trying to run before I could walk. I was so determined to get back to the cold and all that, that um, it was getting COVID the second time. And when I did after my surgery, when I was still very much repairing from everything, I really, really, really humbled me to slow down again. 
and I went back into the world a little bit slower and with more caution and was delighted to say I could go back to work kind of mid-June um, and back to my teams and back to what I love and then I was kind of not doing full days again. I was still sleeping some of those days. I was still doing two naps a day. You know, I was still very, very tired. Um, and even towards the end of July, I was still sleeping a lot. Um, my hormones, the joy of hysterectomy meant um, a surgical menopause, which has been um, an absolute bag of shite. <laughs> um, but it's much improved now, um, thanks to the help of um, a super consultant. Um, and that has been that has been great, really, just to get all the hormones levelized again. And probably in in deep reality, I would have probably been in perimenopause for a while before I even had the surgery. So now that I have that support um, um, through through HRT, I just don't know myself. Um, that's been a big part of my healing. But yeah, come August, I was gearing myself up for all together now with my besties. Um, I was really looking forward to that, but I was so nervous to go because I really still my energies weren't great, but I really pulled it out of the bag. Um, anyone that was with me that weekend, so I still was taking my two naps a day. I was running up to the campsite and getting these quick power naps and meditations in that really helped me get going. And then two weeks after that, I went on the Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation in London, which was absolutely life changing and all my energy returned I can safely say I, as a result of that and now really, really strong meditation practice, I am super, as the Germans say, I'm super. Um, I really feel great again and I'm so, so grateful. And I have, again, really, really renewed my meditation practice just to kind of take that time out for me to design my life. That's what my meditations are about. It's all about getting into an elevated emotional place and really feeling how I want the rest of my life to be, how I want my week to be, how I want my month to be, my quarter, my year, my years ahead. Um, I'm dreaming, you know, dreams again for my future. And I have a really newfound sense of freedom, freedom from pain. I probably had a low grade of pain there or thereabouts since the first time I ever got my period. So I really don't know myself. I have such I can proudly, proudly and I say that I use the word pride, proud that I have made the choices I've made and I really feel really free, um, really free. I don't know what, what why that is, but I just have a sense of freedom that my life can be whatever I want it to be now. Um, and, um, I'm loving back coaching and back coaching at work, um, as an internal coach and as a teaming coach and, um, and I've started some private coaching limited, but pacing myself there, um, because I do have a full-time job and I really enjoy my own free time, but I am back taking clients as well. And I love the variety and diversity of people from all over the world and, just coming from different perspectives that really, really, really gives me energy seeing their growth. Um, so, yeah. Um, and now I'm back to my podcast. Yay. Delighted. Um, I've just been meeting some fabulous people along the way in the last few weeks and months in particular. Um, I don't know whatever way where my heart is at. I've just attracted in some fabulous energy, but also my own, you know, my own great, great friends 
um, just reminding myself why I'm friends with these fabulous people. We've had such a great summer together. Um, I am recording this a few days after Garth Brooks, which has been so much fun. Who knew Garth Brooks? Yeehaw. Um, it was just, yeah, super fun. Um, and I have loads of brilliant things to look forward to over the next few weeks as well. Um, so with that energy, it's perfect time to start the podcast again. And really look forward to sharing some of the guests that I've long planned. Um, they should have been probably here in season two, but I wasn't strong enough and I didn't push it. Um, so now I'm hoping to gather quite a few cool people in this season. Um, if you know of anyone that you think has a really cool story that is beyond the norm, please drop me um, an Instagram message. Or if you're not on Instagram, um, Norma O'Kelly at gmail.com. You can find it on my website. Um, or if you have my number, um, just drop me a text. If you think you know somebody that has a great story and they just need a platform to share it in and their life has been inspiring in some way to you, please let me know. Or maybe it's you. Maybe you have a story. I was really, really, really blown away by um, something I went to see at All Together Now and it was around stories and that everybody has a story. So allowing people to share that and space for them to share that story. Sometimes they need to hear it for themselves to inspire themselves. So maybe that's you. Maybe you have a story and you know it's beyond the norm and it's you know, it's being true to you. Just drop me a note. Um, I'll always have my details on this podcast episode as well. So you can reach out to me directly. Um, I'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, that's my quick rundown of my health and where I'm at. Um, and I must say just the deepest gratitude ever. You know, I am glad I was sick. <laughs> I'm glad it put me into a place that made me reevaluate my life again, again. Um, and I'm just so excited for what comes next. Um, there's some changes in personal circumstances as well. You know, I um, for those that that know me well, my family always lived really near me in Dublin and they've moved away now. So um, and of course, I'm really sad about that. Um, I was so fortunate to be in the lives, daily lives of my nieces and nephew. Um, and now I will be making a much more concerted effort to spending time with them. Um, when they're not on my doorstep anymore so there's yeah there's some changes happening but beyond all that I have just a, a deep sense of gratitude where I'm at and everything happens for a reason and I really do fundamentally believe that and I was given this time back this year to really now kind of put myself into the next level of what I want so yeah so that's it enough of my talking um, I am going to wrap this episode up and say that stay tuned for our some of my next guests over the next few weeks and as I say drop me a note if you have any ideas or again if you have a story to share that you'd like to share I'd love to hear from you and any feedback you have on any topics um I know the Wim Hof topic is there um and that is coming um that is in the works um and then yeah I know my confidence podcast that's probably the third most streamed um podcast um so if anybody else has any other topics they'd like to hear um that I can talk about or interview somebody on um just drop me a note and I will put them in my special podcast notebook 
because everyone has to have a notebook for everything, for every little project. I love my stationery. Anyway, um, I will say adieu and um, and hasta luego um, and I will chat to you all soon. Take care. Thank <music> you.